This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, episode 128. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, the very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. In the 10 years I've been living here in Canada, I've been fortunate to connect with some very interesting people, including sporting heroes, business leaders, and more than my fair share of skilled real estate professionals. But even before I came to live in Toronto, there's one Canadian I've known about for many years. Most people will know him as a newspaper guy or publisher, and with good reason, because at one point he headed the third largest newspaper group in the Western world, with mastheads including the Sydney Morning Herald, the Melbourne Age, the Australian Financial Review, the London Daily Telegraph, the Spectator, the Chicago Sun-Times, and the Jerusalem Post. He's also founder and a columnist of Canada's National Post. I'm talking, of course, about Conrad Black or Lord Black, after he assumed a life peerage in the UK in 2001 with the title of Baron Black of Cross Harbour. As an acclaimed author and biographer, he's published comprehensive histories of both Canada and the US, as well as authoritative biographies of Maurice Duplessis and Presidents Franklin D. Roosevelt and Richard Nixon. His latest book is Donald Trump, A President Like No Other. Drawing on his business interests and experiences in Australia, Conrad and I have enjoyed a number of discussions about the way property is bought and sold here in North America. Central to these discussions is the concept of selling property by public auction, which is widely accepted and popular both in Australia, New Zealand and a growing number of new markets in the US and Canada. I was interested to learn more about his thoughts, both as a businessman and property owner, and how he sees selling by auction can benefit both buyers and sellers here in North America. All that and more, coming up. The next time you need professional real estate marketing flyers, letters or cards, don't ask your graphics people for an estimate or try to create something great in a Word doc. Instead, head over to jiggler.com and set up a free account. Jiggler is the online creative marketing tool for agents and it's jammed with proven templates including flyers, cards, stationery, letters and awesome social media posts. And it's so easy to use. If you can drive your Facebook page, you can drive Jiggler. So say goodbye to expensive graphic design bills, wasting time with clunky programs and marketing ideas that don't work and say hello to Jiggler. Set up your free account today at Jiggler.com. That's J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com. In my time as a real estate agent, then owning my own business and running a successful sales team in tough markets and good ones, I always believed there was nothing that couldn't be solved with one or two extra sales each month. I'm sure most agents agree, but there's a problem. Many agents I speak with experience a kind of real estate groundhog day. The days blur into weeks, which blur into months, but nothing changes. They might experiment with different ideas and try new strategies, but the results essentially stay the same, or sometimes they're even worse. But imagine that by this time next month, you're adding two extra deals to your results, and you're doing that every month. And imagine leveraging that extra income for the next five years. Do the numbers. 
the extra money quickly adds up and you have to admit it's exciting to think about. It depends on your average fee for service, but let's ballpark it and say two extra deals a month means you'd earn an extra $100,000 a year or half a million dollars over the next five years. And what would that let you do? Pay off some debt, update your home or buy an investment property, education for your kids, retire or even open your own real estate business. My mantra is dream big, but wage earners can dream all they like because they'll never be able to make what the top agents make in real estate. In fact, real estate is one of the few professions I know where you can earn big money fast. For more than 10 years, I've been working with some of the best agents and teams in the business, and my takeaway is that the very best are very good at focusing on just five specific ideas for real estate success. I know what they are, and I know why they work, and I know how to set them up because I do it every day. So here's the deal. Whether you're an individual agent, part of a team, or a business owner, and you'd like me to take a confidential look at your current marketing strategy and take you through each of the five proven areas of real estate success, let's do it. All you need to do is go to raywood.net and give me a short summary of where you are now and where you want to be. You need to have been in real estate for at least a year, and I'm the only one that will see what you share so that everything you tell me is in total confidence. If I think I can help, we'll set up a one-on-one call where I'll take you through the five success areas and set you up to fuel inject your results in the next 30 days. To get started, go to raywood.net. Well, Conrad Black, welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks, Ray. Thank you for having me. Thank you for your time this afternoon. I wanted to catch up with you. We've had a couple of discussions before about real estate and about property here in Toronto, and I'm interested, I guess, to get your ideas on on tape as to as to as to what you think in relation specifically to property marketing. The auction system, as as you know, and we've dis- we've discussed, is alive and well in Australia, and uh, and seems to work very very well. It's giving uh, or getting great results for property sellers all the time. Why do you think it hasn't been uh, a success here in Toronto? Is there any specific reason? Do you think? I, I just don't feel it's been tried all that seriously in in any North American market that I'm aware of, or in Britain. And the British system, as you probably know, is, is more antiquarian, more ludicrously out of date than what we have here. You see, I was for many years in the newspaper business, and I always was um, nervous because effectively we were doing things the same they were the same way they were being done a hundred years before. People cut down trees, turned the wood into into newsprint, uh, and and then send them off to printing plants, which were mainly in downtown in great metropolitan areas. Then you physically distributed the paper everywhere. And and that technique didn't change for about 140 years. Yeah. I mean, it didn't materially change. Uh, and and um, in England, I think they're still selling houses the way they did in the times of Dr. Johnson or Charles Dickens. And, you know, this expression, gazump, many of your listeners here might not be familiar with it. But you even after there's a contract of sale, that's been executed, you can still top someone's bid. Now, this is an outrage, and you'd be sued for it here, yeah. quite, or in the United States, yes. uh, quite rightly. Uh, and so the British, in that sense, are, are, are behind us, but they, uh, this may be uh, one of these things where the 
farther away you get from Europe, the, the more cutting edge you are in your techniques. As I think Australia's ahead of us. I mean, here, it's all my life, it's been the same thing. You list the house or whatever it is you're selling, real estate, and, and a lot of people file through. Most of them, in my experience, are charlatans. They're not really interested. Many of them don't have the money. Many of them are just snoops. Many have absolutely nothing better to do. Uh, and many of them are just coming around to make a stink bid as bottom feeders, trying mm-hmm. to steal it. And uh, But eventually, obviously, you sift through and you get somebody to buy it. And, um, you know, obviously, eventually, a lot of... A lot of properties do change hands, but it seems to me that an auction is the way to bring everybody out. If you want it, it's showtime. You've got to show up and bid for it, and it's hard to rig an auction if, if there's any interest at all. Yeah, and and it just it just you know to those of us, including me, who have gone through the process of trying to sell a property. I, I did sell a vacant lot uh, next door to where I live. And, uh, and I've had some other activities in that area. Uh, it, it's it's a terribly annoying process with an endless sequence of visits from people who you can tell ninety percent of them are simply unserious in that role. They may be they may be brilliant at what they do, but they're not actually really potential buyers. Yeah. And and um, and and this way, you you know, you get a quick resolution of it. So it seems to me that. Some application of the auction is the way to go, and it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Well, it seems to be coming. It's um, there are companies uh, doing it here in Toronto at the moment, and and it's it's. I think it dates back to the forties in in Australia. It's been it's been uh, a system that's used predominantly uh, in the larger capital cities for for many years. And and well, it's before our time, but but in our parents' day, said before the war. Uh huh. Uh, what, what were, was it not? Were houses even in good districts not sold? I mean, in large cities like Sydney and Melbourne, were they not sold uh, by auction? Were they sold in the way they're sold here? No? Typically, yeah. I think I, I think the residential phenomena of auction started more so in the sixties and seventies. You see, I think there's a slight stigma that that is in the minds of people in this culture that an auction implies a distressed sale. Talk to me about that because that was my next question. And and uh, well, I, I I don't know. It's just my intuition. Yeah, I think well, it's there. You're hundred percent correct. People think, oh well, if this guy's auctioning his house, he's desperate. That's I mean, right. He, it's it's basically a receiver's sale. It's a fire sale. And, and in fairness, some of them are. I mean, a, so, there, there was some problem. Somebody died in a dispute between heirs and a horrible mess down the street here, and 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 a house was auctioned really by a, a receiver manager yep. court appointed. Yeah. And and uh, it, it, so. People have a slight, I think, a, maybe a slight reticence because they think it would imply this is a distress sale, a yeah. fire sale. Yeah. And, of course, sometimes it is. But if it isn't, it isn't. It's easy to make the point it isn't. Yeah, yeah. But as a buyer, surely, and in my experience, if you can illustrate to a buyer that the seller has a genuine need to sell, that only seems to make the buyer more interested. That's my experience. So as opposed to somebody who's sitting on the market and hoping for a dream price, of course, we all want to sell our properties for the highest possible price. But that... that uh, And then buy a better house at a lower price. Yeah, well, in a, in a, in a perfect world, that, that doesn't always happen. But there is this stigma about it. And my view is that, you know, and, and there again, there are, there are plenty, of, um, plenty of examples of how well it's working. But 
I think that's probably just about education and helping people understand the process a little better. Yeah, I, 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 it's certainly a problem that can be overcome. And once once it gets started, it's like anything else. Once it, it, it becomes a recognized form of commerce in, in the real estate business that some people choose to go the auction route because you, you'll, you'll make the deal faster. Yep. Everyone has to come out of the closet. I mean, if you, you can't be coy. If you yeah. want that house, you've got to come and bid. Now, yes. you, you may you may not win. You may feel that's more than I'm prepared to pay, but you can get everyone who has an interest to show up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and, and I, once it happens a few times, then I think that sort of malingering notion that there's something wrong with it as a method of selling a residential property will, will just vanish. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Well, as... As it stands at the moment, when a, when, a, when a property is typically sold, the buyer can make, with a traditional method here in Toronto, for example, the buyer can associate all sorts of terms and conditions with that purchase. It might be subject to getting a loan or it might be subject to getting a building inspection or whatever it might be. With an auction, and this is perhaps something that I don't think everybody's aware of, when, when you buy at auction, you're buying unconditionally. There are no conditions to the sale. So... If you're a seller and you secure a sale at auction, you've got a contract without conditions. And if I was selling property, I think that's a very attractive proposition because, you know, in real estate we, we call that having the deal fall over where the buyer doesn't get their, their finance. But that doesn't happen with an auction. Yeah. On the other hand, let me ask this. Uh, I've known buyers making the most unreasonable and endless demands for information they want a soil test to make sure there's no uh, environmental problem in the ground. And all, all unimaginable rubbish. Yes. Know? I mean, I, uh, normal, normal warranties. You want to check those out before the auction. No problem with that. Yeah. But, but I mean people really driving you crazy with absurd demands. Uh, how do you handle that in an auction? Oh. I mean, it, 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 when you put the house up for auction, do you have ready to show people attestations that, yes, you own it, yes, you have the right to sell it, yes, there's no mortgage on it, uh, and yes, there's no environmental or other impediment, or, or, or is it just absolute caveat emptor? It's, it's pretty much caveat emptor, let the buyer beware, and, uh, but the buyer's got to be able to do their own homework beforehand. Uh, so, you know, if you are buying it, you know that, say the property's being auctioned on the 16th at 2 p.m. or whatever it might be, you're facing a deadline. So you know that um, at that point, if you are the highest bidder, you'll be asked to sign a contract. So you've got to do all your due diligence and all your checking out beforehand. And in practice, the guy putting the house up for auction permits, he doesn't put up obstacles to your doing that due diligence. No, no, not at all, not at all. And in many cases, they might even supply a building report if it's known, and you gave the soil example, which is you know increasingly common more so in the commercial world today with redevelopment and that sort of thing. But uh, if it is known that that could be an issue, the seller might decide to have an independent soil test done or, or whatever it might be. But everything is kind of geared towards that date. That's the showdown date. That's where... That's where the buyers have to stand and deliver. And that comes back to the way the property is marketed as far as price goes as well. In the discussions that you and I have had pre uh, previously, the, um, the higher optimistic price uh, when a property first comes onto the market 
means that the seller often misses that magic window, that two or three weeks when the property's fresh and new and just hits the market, uh, as opposed to an auction which starts at a more conservative base and works upward. Yeah, well, that, you've got it exactly right. People put their house out and they know they're asking more than they're going to get. Yeah. Usually. Yeah, I mean, you get these insane people have no idea what they're, uh, in a sense of that the, they think their house is worth a million dollars more than it is. Yes, but, but mostly people are aggressive in the asking price, knowing they'll settle for less. Yeah, but I believe in an auction, you, the momentum you can get if you get people bidding, they can go right through your reserve price and you end up with a better price than you had expected. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. it doesn't always happen, but it can happen. Doesn't always happen, and and traditionally, when you market a property privately, uh, if you do start at that higher amount, like I love to say, there's no recommended retail on real estate. That price could have been exceeded exceeded by auction. Yeah. Who who knows? We've got a situation that goes on um, increasingly common. I've found. I don't know in your experience if if you've if you've uh, noticed it of late, but a property comes on the market, and the agent and this happens a lot in the GTA. The agent will intentionally price the property lower to engineer a bidding war, right? So the property that's worth, say, a million to 1.1 might come on the market at 950. So uh, the agent knows that that's undervalue, and then they give all of the buyers one opportunity, you know, like in a sealed envelope in my office at 4 o'clock or whatever it might be, they give the buyer one opportunity to, to make the offer to, to purchase it. The issue there is that the buyer only gets one offer. So how do you know that somebody else in the room wouldn't have offered another amount? That's always my question, and that's that's a good opportunity for auction, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Look, I, I, I think a blended system would work, too, yeah. where you say, all right, I'm listing the house with you, you know, Agent Smith. It's your listing. But here's the deal: you've got if I if we don't get an acceptable offer in three months, we're going to auction yeah. at a reserved price of such. Yeah, and and that way at least you've got a sunset on it. I, I mean, you get around this business a whole lot more than I do. But I know just from neighbors of mine trying to sell houses, or friends of mine, uh, or even just driving around places that I normally drive to go to the pharmacy or something. You see, some houses have been uh, for sale for for months, years. Months, yeah. I mean, yeah. over a year. Yeah. And yeah. and obviously, they're not getting anywhere. It's got to do untold damage to the eventual price. You would have thought. You you would think it would be a, a real a real uh, sort of tired item in yeah. terms of selling it. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's not like a painting or something. If it doesn't sell in one auction, say in New York, you can you can sell it in London three months later. You yeah. know, I mean, yeah. there, there, some people would be aware that it had failed to sell before, but a lot would not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, real estate's you can't move it. Well, I think it's a matter of hitting the market fresh when you can, and there is there is always this this um, resistance to change we find, and and in your career uh, as a publisher starting when when you first uh, and I did a little bit of homework 
It was in Quebec in the late 60s, am I right? The yeah. East, Eastern Townships. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Those were the days. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the change that you've seen in that industry uh, as to um, as to publishing and media and, and that sort of thing. And, and you know, look. Well, if someone started talking about the internet then, you'd think it was, they were crazy. Absolutely. But but look at the changes that are, that are taking place all around the world in, in, in different industries. Mm-hmm. So I don't see any reason why there can't be some change in the way that property is marketed. Couldn't agree more. To give, to give uh, and it's aberrant that there isn't, which tells me it is going to happen. Yeah. And if you use a, an African-American expression, it can come in the right way, it can come in the wrong way, but baby, it's going to come. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for your time today. No, it's no, been, it's been nice talking with you, right? It's been great to catch up. Thanks, Conrad. Yeah, thank you. It's no coincidence real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked On is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry, agents say Locked On is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray.